genre. Welcome to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute, where we're covering the movie Chasing Amy, one minute at a time. Today we're covering Minute 90, quite possibly the greatest menage a trois minute ever. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkutch. And I'm Jerry Porter of uh, St. Shithead. Of Menage a Trois Minute. Yep, of Menage a Trois Minute. Menage a I believe that's French for your marriage is about to end. That's French for you're about to get left for a woman. That's what that's French. Yeah, that's French for somebody is trying to cheat without not without ending in a marriage. I'm telling you, I know at least offhand two people like you know distant friends that have done this and oh i like i like that little disclaimer you put in there distant friends friends i barely know people i've only seen from far away definitely not me that are now (laughs) divorced and the woman is with the other woman really at least two wow yeah i had a buddy of mine who did a a, uh like a swappy poo you know where they, they, he was out he was out at a bar and they met another couple and he was with the girlfriend okay and uh they um you know, they kind of, you know, had some drinks and they kind of said, hey, you know what? We, how about we all go back to, you know, my place and we, you know, see what happens. Have fun. fun. We kind of switch switch around a bit. And he said, uh, he was like, yeah, it sounds like a great idea. And then he said when they got there and he saw, uh, you know, his girlfriend fucking this other guy that they had just met at the bar. He said he, 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 he like, you know interjected <laughs> and he was uh, he was like hey 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 wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute and all of a sudden just like you know his i, I don't know some primal instinct took over and he's like hey hey we gotta stop all this and and it was a little jarring for the other couple and i remember him saying yeah man i don't know what it was it seemed like a great idea and he's like i mean it was kind of cool or whatever he goes but then i you know i looked around the room and i was like well hey man like this guy's getting the better end of the deal, and my, my girlfriend's a lot hotter than his. <laughs> well, I, it sounds like she kind of jumped right in, too, huh? I, I, she was ready for it. Yes, I see, that's the problem. In this situation, there are so many landmines, I feel like, yeah, of yeah. just like everyone – like you truly have to be on board. Like if you've got any kind of reservation at all, you're going to run into a major pitfall here. Right. Like you have to be the type of person who can be just like – you're just heading to the bone zone and you can look over and watch your significant other just getting, you know, just getting it far better than you could ever give it. And you're just like, you're okay with that. Like you, if you are that type of person that can deal with that, like more power to you. But like, I feel like I'm much more of the person that's like, Hey, 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 no, no, no. I think I'm the, I think I'm the, Whoa, stop it. I think I'm that guy too. I do also feel like I deep down, I am an awful person. So I do feel like if, if it was me and my significant other and there was a couple and, you know, the guy is just like he's, you know, one of the the Chris's from Marvel, you know, Hemsworth, Evans, whoever. And meanwhile, the significant other is just like, eh, she's all right. Like, well, well, well no, no. I, and then, you know, you're. Your significant other is like, oh, we should definitely do this. And you're like, well, I see why you want to do this. But like, I. <laughs> well, because like, you're looking at the guy thinking, I want to do that one too, not his wife. Yeah. So, yeah. You're like, can, <laughs> listen, do we get to pick who we go with or. <laughs> well, I think a lot of it has to d- depends on where you are in life. You know, if, if it, you know, you, you can. It, some people would say, 
uh, you know, having that sort of freedom and understanding, you know, is, is, is you know, is, is a deeper kind of love. I'm not saying that's true. <laughs> I'm saying some people would feel that way. They're like, no, the fact that I can let the reins go, but I know that at the end of the night, uh, you know, I know where people are. They're going to be coming back to my house with my, you know, my my partner's going to be coming back to my house, and we can we can ha- let loose, go nuts, and then what? You, you know, for a down? couple hours. You hose her down when you get her home because it's, yeah. <laughs> listen. I was raised Catholic, for God's sake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were told never to do this and just take our feelings about it and just bury them deep, deep down inside until you die. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I had that same book. That you're ready to have. (laughs) I think we all had that book. (laughs) I think it, it... like you have to be ready to fight the rest of your life about that too. Remember that time you went with that? Did you like him better? Than well, me? But you're assuming that because we're you know we're all of an age now. We're just like you're you're taking it from a married person perspective. Right, right, right. right. Everything's again. At that but point. I still feel like I know. I'm going to say about to say I know married couple do this. No, I don't. That's a lie. I don't know any married couples doing this. <laughs> but like I have heard that this happens. But like it, it's one of those if they went into the relationship knowing that like this is just something yeah. we're into, then you're good. It's the person who – I've always been wary of the person who eight years into a relationship is like, hey, you know what I've always been up for? <laughs> it sounds like they're bored. They're bored at that point. That's all that is. Yeah. Well, you know, the weird thing about it is you, you'd say, you know, look, say say, say you get together and you're, you're doing that and, you know, you, 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 you notice that your, your partner is having the time of their lives. You would say to yourself, look. So much of this is turbo boosted by the, you know, the newness and the novelty right. of it and the fact that she doesn't know what's it, you know, Chris was Hemsworth or whatever. Like she doesn't <laughs> have to deal with that guy. Like yeah. she's showing up. You get all the in the moment night. You know, I know that guy's name is Chris and that's it. And it's just I mean, at that point, it really is just a fantasy playing out in reality. But you're like, you don't have to deal with the fact that he doesn't take out the garbage and he's <laughs> he's an asshole on Saturday mornings. And he's a you know, he, he's he's uh, you know, he always forgets your birthday. It's like the, the things that you. Uh, yeah, I feel that like make you not like a person that make you not like a person. You kind of go, yeah, yeah, you know, I know he's hot, but listen, right. you guys don't understand. He's actually an asshole four out of four days out of the week. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, it, you're it's just, you it's know, a lot different. It's a lot different to be having the 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 menage a trois if you have to do that person's laundry at some point, right. or. You share a bathroom with them, or yeah, you know, many totally other things. Thing. You're, you're showing up just for like a, an an hour and a half party where you don't get to know the person, yeah. and no one is getting to know the person. It's just uh, you know some sort of uh, lustful dalliance. Well, when you say it that way, it doesn't sound. Like- yeah, well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I want you to uh, try to spring that on the wife and just be like. Do you think we could be up for some sort of dalliance? <laughs> no, I, listen, hon, it's just a lustful dalliance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to see you say that as she's throwing your shit into the front lawn. <laughs> and where Look, did I, you learn those words anyway? I, yeah. I, I knew I, I shouldn't have bought you a word a day calendar. I, I, I thought after the season of Advent, we could try <laughs> something new. <laughs> Eat your last chocolate off the calendar. <laughs> Oh my god! All right. Uh, speaking of uh, things going, 
without rewatching the minute, did anybody notice what Jay is doing the whole minute? He's rolling a blunt, isn't he? Yeah. No, he's not. That was last minute. He's done. Oh, didn't know. All right. Well, start rewatching the minute, and it's because all your eyes are focused on Kevin Smith giving his monologue, and right. nobody pays attention to Jay. He's got his blunt. He's playing around with the blunt. So he puts it down. Yeah. <laughs> and then, just like most normal people, he takes the sugar out and pours it into a spoon and starts to eat it. He eats sugar for the entire minute. He is eating sugar, and that doesn't surprise me with him either. <laughs> That uh, wow. the guy who was on a couple weeks ago, Chris from the Vampire Minute, said that he actually met him, and when he met him, he had a, a suitcase full of Red Bull. So, <laughs> really? Yeah, he said he was just on his um, you know, he just had come down off a of, off of one of his drug binges, and his new addiction was Red Bull, and he was carrying a suitcase around, like a briefcase full of Red Bull around. Oh, him. good. So I, I can use this opportunity to talk about weird shit I ate as a kid. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> Uh, not sugar. I could never eat pure sugar because I just didn't love the taste of it. But I did used to eat Lipton's iced tea mix. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. No but, doubt. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. That 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 shit was good. Yeah. The other favorite was just eating brown sugar right out of the package because <laughs> that was fantastic. I was never a sweets fan. You ever eat like a raw hot dog out of the refrigerator? That, that we oh. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! No. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> no, I, oh. I thought I was jumping in. Apparently, I'm the only one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Chris was the guy that walked into the the Menage a Trois party. Came in. He's like Ooh. all leather. He's all leathered up, and everybody's like, "Look at this weirdo." <laughs> I'm eating a raw hot dog when I walked in. <laughs> He's like, oh. he's, he's got two raw hot dogs. He's like, who's ready to party? <laughs> I actually wanted to, I knew a kid who used to eat them out of the freezer, like frozen hot dog sickles. Oh, yeah. Jeez. But, yeah. Like, I, the only, we the we only, broke. I was going to say, yeah, that has to be, that is only something you do when you're poor. <laughs> it's like, I, now I said I didn't eat sugar. I was occasionally up for just having, uh, sh- sugar on bread which i guess is the you put butter on the bread and then put sugar on it and have like a little sugar sandwich which was never sweets again i like i can't imagine like if i eat that today you'd be picking me up off the floor right right because i I would i I would be having some i'd be in a fit (laughs) i drank two sodas today for the first time i was getting the shakes oh yeah yeah i remember as a kid discovering on the the top shelf baker's chocolate Oh, and I was like, "Oh my God! There's bricks and bricks of this stuff, chocolate." And I, I, I could not fathom how something that said chocolate could taste so horrible. Yeah, uh, I like that dark chocolate. Taste. I wanted, I wanted to see a scene of you trying to sneak up to your room with it, with it taped to your body like Midnight Express. <laughs> <laughs> like, where are you going, Jerry? Nowhere. <laughs> Sweat pouring off you. <laughs> <laughs> I have taken the sugar at the restaurant and like when I was a kid because they would like you're only getting water you're not getting no soda so I would take the sugar and put it in my water and mix it oh I mean yeah when we used to go to the diner I used to drink the creamers oh me too all the time you know I used to eat the little pats of butter too kids are weird <laughs> they'll eat anything at the table they're going to eat and or play with Kevin Smith tells stories about when he was a kid they used to give him the pats of butter and he's like you wonder why I was so fat yeah <laughs> well and you know if you're poor because you go to a place like a diner and like that's a real eating out that's a real event like yeah, we're going yeah. to the diner and then you then proceed to steal everything from the diner <laughs> I remember of just eating like, the jelly out of like with a spoon out of the little the little friggin plastic little containers. plastic things yeah. yeah well that's good that stuff tastes good or the honey the honey He's really the honey's good. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like, at least now as an adult, you at least pretend to slather it on some bread. I'm just like, well, here, I'll put four sticks of this here onto the bread. Who are you kidding? Me and my daughter do cheers with the, with the creamer cups and drink them right now. Still, Yeah, I know. I'm pretty popular when I go out to the restaurant, too. There's, I don't embarrass my whole family when we go out. <laughs> me and my daughter do cheers with it. Cheers, and we drink the freaking creamer cups out of the coffee. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Listen, you haven't lived if, unless you're an adult and have been asked to leave a diner at some point for something. Be like, uh, sir, could your party please be a little quieter? Nope. Sorry, not capable of that. We could, but we won't. Um, we were not asked to leave, let's say, but asked to speed to the check, let's say. Uh, my whole family was out to eat, and it was after a funeral. So that's the type of people I'm hanging out with, where they're like, um, I think you should get the check. We're, we're not really ready for the check. Yes, you are. <laughs> oh, I think we're. I'm sorry, Kevin Smith. We've been stepping on his big moment here, his big speech, which uh, I, as I, I told Jerry earlier, he wrote this big long speech for himself and then was incapable of doing it. <laughs> so wow. is it shortened from what he wrote? No, but there's that's why there's cuts over to Ben Affleck, and he said the whole time Ben Affleck was just like, "You piece of shit, you be write all this stuff for us and make us learn all of it, and you can't do it." <laughs> and he said he would like. He at this time when Kevin wrote stuff, he was kind of like the Aaron Sorkin of like, if I write it like this, I want it said exactly the way that I wrote it. Mm. No improv, no no put a little English on it. You do what I say. Wow. So when he was doing, if he was just that's the way he was. I'm the writer. I wrote it this way. I want it done this way. So he said he was doing it, and he's kind of just like ad libbing as he's going and. Ben Affleck's like, what the fuck? You said we can't ad-lib. And he's like, I'm the writer. It's not ad-libbing. <laughs> <laughs> he was still uh, directing like that during Chasing Amy too? Where yes. Exactly. He didn't stop till Dogma. Okay. Dogma, he's like, what am I – he's like, he wrote lines for George Carlin and Chris Rock and they would yeah. change them. He's like, what am I going to fucking tell Chris Rock and George Carlin how to be funny? <laughs> no, George Carlin, you say it this way. George Carlin would have walked off of there. Yeah, George Carlin's oh, yeah. going to tell you to go, go fuck yourself and yeah. just do it however he wants. <laughs> it's like, yeah, here's like – if you made like a list of the 20th funny people ever, they're on it. Yeah. Like everyone's list no matter what age they are. <laughs> but like, yeah, listen, let me tell you how to do this. And he said he had the same problem with like Alan Rickman. He's like, what am I going to go tell Alan Rickman how to act? That was funny. <laughs> he told Jay that um, Jay had to know his lines because Alan Rickman's a real actor and he'll get mad if he doesn't know his lines. <laughs> he said he's a real actor, not like Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> they said Jay memorized everybody's lines for the entire movie because he was so nervous about it. <laughs> So um, Silent Bob brings up a thing here. He says, I asked about the ex-boyfriend, which we all know we shouldn't do. Yeah. Um, I have been saying that every day for 90 minutes. I, I, I count it. You said it 947 times. Oh, my I'm God. Kidding, but it was it's a lot. Just, <laughs> it's one of those things. It's kind of like the. it's a slightly lesser version of the menage a trois. It's a type of thing. If you can't handle it, don't ask about it. Yeah. If you If you are much happier just not knowing, never knowing, then don't ask. Like well, if you don't want to, if you don't know if your wife has been with two guys, ten guys, fifty guys, a thousand guys, don't ask. Well, what's interesting is it, it, it means you're, you're showing up l- l- to the the sexual poker game, right? As as if you know, I, I want to say like comparing your hand, and you have to think to yourself. Now, look, if you're in a relationship with somebody like the, you know, sort of like this movie, or they're in love, or e- even in this, you know, uh, in this scene where uh, <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Silent Bob's like, yeah, the mom likes me better. You know, that's how you're like, what is the problem? Why is it a poker game? Why are you constantly like, I need to have a better hand than the other people at this table that are irrelevant because she's not with them? 
Right. They're not even at the table. They're not. They're even not even. There view. is no table. Yeah. yeah. There is no, exactly. It's like you, there's no reason for you to be jealous of this person, but yet you still are. Yeah. yeah. And and to tell you that it's all about who's got the advantage. When Silent Bob tells this story about like, well, you know, I found out oh, she'd had a menage a trois. Let me ask you. It's like Silent Bob. Can I ask you a question? If she had been a virgin, would that have bothered you? Or would you have not cared because you would have had the upper hand at that point? You'd have been like, well, I'm the more experienced one, so who cares? The problem is when you're when you're hooking up with like a virgin, eventually they're going to want to try other things. They're going to get sick of you. At least these people have tried the stuff before they came into the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know? And how, yeah. how, do you, how do you know? Like if you are enjoying what they're laying down, maybe it's because of their menage a trois experience. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. You can't, yeah, it's like, there, yeah. yeah, you can't a la carte. The experiences you have to say, you know, I really like she, you know, the, the my partner's a great lover, and you know, well, what they learned it somewhere. I think it's. I think she's already said it. Yeah, I believe uh, Alyssa already said it when they say something about having regrets, and she's like, I don't have any regrets because everything I did, even the mistakes, made me who I am today. Right. We're like, yeah, maybe you're you're really regretting that person you slept with when you were 15 or 16 years old. Like, Oh my God, assuming it wasn't some sort of like violent criminal act, but like it was just a consensual thing that was a mistake. And you're like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. But that maybe that informed your further relationships where you don't make that mistake again. Well, of course. I mean, what I want to know is, so at the end of this, is she the one who navigated this correctly? Are you talking about Alyssa? Yeah. Alyssa, did she navigate this correctly? She made, Fewer mistakes than he did, I would say. It's a I would little, say she- it's a little bit like the way the movie ends. I'm a little bit shocked. She's like, "Yeah, just some guy I knew," and you're like, "There's something kind of it's it's whimsical, it's bittersweet, but it's also like kind of brutally harsh." And what you also notice is her now girlfriend has there's a a, a pinch. She has a a slight green hue to her. She shows up for like a second and you're like, is that jealousy? Cause she's like, who is that? Uh, and you're like, Oh, <laughs> it starts again. <laughs> who is that? <laughs> yeah, here we go. And you're, you're almost just like, she's like, Oh, some guy I knew. And you could see, you know, you're like, Oh, so later on tonight when they go home, is she going to be like, so wait a minute, this, this guy came up at the comic book convention. Like you, like you got, you, you looked a little like, I don't know, a little different. You were like, I th- were you crying? Is yeah. this somebody you loved? Yeah. And Guess then what? it's like the whole thing is going to happen again. Spoiler alert. If you've been with somebody for a long time, they can read your face far better than you think they can. Oh, yeah. Yep. If, yeah. if somebody comes up to you and puts you in an emotional disarray, they can sense it. They know something's wrong. It could be a many things. They may not know that that's an ex of yours, but they know that person, for some reason, set you off. Yep. Tickled you mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I just—it was funny that we brought up Chris Rock earlier because I just heard one of his stand-ups what he was talking about the difference between men and women running into their exes, and he said a woman will walk her man into a room and easily walk up to four other guys that she used to bang and inv- and introduce him to each one. Well, this is Joe, and this is Larry, and this is Dave, and this is and have no problem. He's like, meanwhile, a guy walking down the street, you could see some woman you fucked thirty years ago, and. Cross the street to get away from her. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I feel like is a lot of their problems. Th- I also feel like this whole speech he gives this week and next week, this is not Silent Bob talking. This is Kevin Smith. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is 100% Kevin Smith telling this story about how, oh, I found out this person, you know, had a, you know, more, you know, 
crazy sexual past, which is funny because all it is is menage a trois. It's not even like, again, it's only like one step up the ladder. It's not like it's some Fifty Shades of Grey shit going on you didn't know about or like, I I don't even know what like, like, I don't know. They're not like crapping on glass tables. Nothing where you're like, whoa, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) they, They also make it sound like it was just, you know, for each of them, it was like there, there was like, you know, a, 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 you know, an incident where they were just exploratory. You're like, yeah, it's not, you know, the movie is unbelievably puritanical. And I dig, they're like, wow, I was raised Catholic. But you're just like, again, these people are 30 years old. They live in New York City. They work in the arts. They, you know, they're no, they don't seem, outside of some of these discussions, none of these characters seem like they would be sheltered. Or uh, you know, like like alternative lifestyles would be anything hidden from them. Or it, it's, it's the nineties, and it feels like the sixties the way they. Yeah, the and that's yeah. like I had a really hard time getting past that with this movie. I just didn't believe that the characters would behave this way. That these people would behave this way. They're Which make what, what makes it more frightening is that Kevin really did behave this way. Because he wrote this movie. I mean, he's basically Holden in this movie, where he was dating Joey Lauren Adams, who plays Alyssa, and found out that she had, we never find out exactly, but he said she had a more colorful past than he did, which I don't find very hard to believe. And he acted like a baby about it, and that ended up screwing their relationship up. I don't think it was like this crazy <laughs> that we see, but I think more of the, you know how, uh, if a little bit of poison works itself into a relationship, it doesn't have to be like one mega fights that breaks everything up. Sure. You know, it's just a little bit backbiting, a little bit of backbiting. You slowly drift apart. And then, you know, you get the final nail in the coffin. Right, right, right. Usually when you have the big mega fight like they do, it's usually not at an – one person's not surprised from it. It's usually, you know, months or years worth of stuff that lead up to that moment. <laughs> and that's what we, me and Chris were talking about, that there is nothing worse than being involved in a fight if it's you or one of your friends. And there's nothing better than watching it if you don't know who the people are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like two people are just fighting in a, in a Walmart parking lot and you're just like, oh, my God, get my popcorn. I want to watch this. Oh, I always – I walk right past, at, you know, go, going to the, you know, <laughs> going to the produce section or whatever. And I just yeah. go, wow, I'm so glad that's not me. Yeah. <laughs> this time. <clears throat> oh, you don't want to go over there and just prod it a little bit. You walk by the husband and go, you going to take that from her? <laughs> <laughs> Just see if you can get it. <laughs> Let's see if I can get these guys on the news tonight. <laughs> well, you know, what, one thing I wonder is, you know, I'll, okay, so we get what chasing Amy is. But at the end, is Alyssa chasing Amy? Well, I guess it's supposed to be, if chasing Amy is supposed to be, the way that Bob describes it is, you're always looking for the one that got away, sort of. Mm-hmm. or not. And the one that got away, the one that you, I guess, more accurately, the one you pushed away. Yeah. So you're always looking for that person you pushed away. So... For Holden, it's her. Yeah. Because she doesn't push him away. She's the only one that makes an adult decision in this movie and makes a clean break of a toxic relationship. It's because really weird. What's so bizarre, though, is they don't, they don't have a toxic relationship. He's got this, like, ridiculous problem that, like, outside of this, his own neuroses with it, you know... The rest of their relationship is terrific. He well, has these problems with his ro- his best friend slash roommate, right. but again, I don't feel like there's anything toxic about it. Well, here's the real question. So instead of if he doesn't do what he does at the end of this movie with his crazy idea, right. if he does what normal humans would have done, which was um, calm down, go to her, 
uh, you know, get down on your friggin' hands and knees at this point after how the way you acted and say, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Um, I had no right to go after you about your past. Right. Please forgive right. me. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure because she seems really screwed up and devastated about this because so she may not. Well, she may forgive you, but it still may be over because he really hit her hard with that. He did because he did, she comes he, running back into his arms too when it's raining, like after the hockey game, right? Or no, the, the, he he runs he runs into his arms the first time. She walks okay. away from I at the hockey right. game. He walks away at the hockey game and says something along the lines of, "I don't know if I can be with you" or something like that. Like something she he tries. says some he says some really like she's trying to close the gap and he just keeps. Every time she steps closer, he's just pushing her away. Yeah, Physically yeah, yeah. pushing her away. Like, he's a jerk. He says the type of really ignorant shit that, that it may not end the relationship that day, but it's the type of thing that, like, there's certain things you say to somebody, they're filing away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, you could probably call your significant other an asshole or uh, this and that and a lot, but if you hit them where you know it hurts, yeah, like, yeah. that's the kind of stuff they remember. Like, if your significant other is sensitive about the way something looks or the way that someone in their family acts and you use that opportunity to hurt them with it, they're going to remember that. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. You're being an asshole. Yeah, like their relationship still may be over, but um, maybe it doesn't end quite as spectacularly if he doesn't do what he does. But then you don't have a movie. <laughs> only in movies do people go, hey, you know what? I've really screwed this relationship up. I think the only thing to do is to throw a real Hail Mary here. <laughs> right, right, right. Not, not to go beg down on hands and knees like I should at this point. But like, let me see if I can really make this worse. Because I'm going to listen to some guy's story at a diner and take the exact wrong information out of it. Well, that's yeah. what's interesting. Yeah, it didn't affect him at all. Well, I, if, if what he takes from this meeting is that I should go after her, well, then I guess he does. He just doesn't know how. I think his second phone call after this diner is he should call Hooper back and be like, here's what I did. How do I fix this? Yeah. And Hooper would probably give him the right answers. Yeah. And Hooper's going to be like, well, you need to go over there. And at this point, you have nothing to do except for throw yourself on the mercy of the court. Like, you you have no more cards left to play. You're done. But if (laughs) he had done that, what happens to Banky? That's the real thing. It. The problem is he needs to sew up one of those relationships before he fixes the other one. Yeah. He he thinks he's going to go for he's going to go for broke and try to do them both at once and right. that's not the way to do it. No. He may here's the thing. He at this situation he's probably going to lose one of them no matter what. Thankfully, he's an idiot so he ends up losing them both. <laughs> well, it's kind of weird like so say there's no Alyssa, like does that mean Holden and and Banky are getting together in like a year? I, I don't think it's ever happening. I think Banky's just gonna he's gonna he's gonna just push those down deep inside of him. He's gonna end up um, at some point. He'll get into a relationship with a woman who somehow can deal with his nonsense. Who will leave him at some point when she realizes what an awful person he is. Holden will probably get into a normal relationship at some point. The problem was the way this movie presents it. It's like he's never had this bad relationship. You can't go through life and not have a bad relationship, right? It's really even if it's Banky's, even if it's when you're if, yeah, even if it's when you're 13, you got to have something. <laughs> Banky's really weird because like you know his his best friend's gets this girlfriend, and the first thing he does, he throws down like the yearbook. He's like finger cuffs. I did a little research, and you'd be like, dude, wh- what are you doing? Like, are you, you're just the fact like that he found that out. just the fact that like you would have to go so hard. You'd be like, <laughs> like you wouldn't even get this far with them. You'd be like, hey. You're acting really weird, man. <laughs> like you dug oh, up a, a, a yeah a yearbook from ten years ago. Yeah. Like we live in New York City, man. What 
are you doing? Well, and even if you come across that information and you felt like you had to pass that along to him, yeah, there was a way to do that without slamming it down like you're fucking Columbo. Like, yeah. bam, yeah, I got it. <laughs> I knew it. And he, he's like, he's like, I'm trying to protect you. And you're like, from what? Like, is she going to break your heart? You're like, you're, I I mean, it just, it's, it makes no sense. Like you would take your best friend aside and be like, I think you're losing your mind. You know what I mean? Or something. I mean, if I found out this information and I was fairly certain he's probably going to find it out at some point anyway, I may have brought it to him just to let him know, like, just to let you know before you find out in a terrible way about this. Like, imagine if he didn't know about that. Say this information, everything's going great. And he has never known anything about it. And he finds out now because Jay and Silent Bob know. Well, it's also, so he's, yeah. he would have been pretty devastated to find out what Finger Cuffs was at this diner meeting, I think. Well, it's also, <laughs> I, mean, I just feel like you'd, you'd be, that's the sort of thing you're like, oh, you're with old Finger Cuffs? And you're like, eh, there was a story 10 years ago. Yeah, I guess she was pretty crazy in high school. And, and you're like, if he then was, everything's fine. Yeah. Again, Say you were like really comfortable with yourself and these two jokers bring it up and she's like, they say finger cuffs and you're like, what the hell does that mean? And he goes, oh, she took on two guys in high school. And you're like, well, I guess I'm as good as two guys then. <laughs> yeah, <good for laughs> like <laughs> you can just steamroll it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's just, it's just, I mean, that, 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 yeah, that, that, that part is the movie's odd. <laughs> it's just odd. What I would love to see, like if, and we may see some part of it. I mean, I guess you see a little bit of it now. But, like, if Kevin made this movie now, there's no way that he's – when he grew up, that he grew out of this movie, basically. He could never make this movie now. No. No way. I mean, first of all, I feel like Jay and Silent Bob just don't work today. Well, God knows he keeps throwing them out there, though. I mean, I mean, at least as they I, – I don't know. I look at those characters and how it is and, and what they're – who they are. And you're like, this is the 90s. I don't know. It would it would be like looking at like greasers today. You know, oh, what I, I mean? thought you were I thought you were gonna say you're it's gonna be like looking with like Indiana Jones with greasers. That just doesn't work. <laughs> 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 no, just like if, if like I don't know, you just saw like the Fonz or something walking around in twenty twenty. He's like, <laughs> I don't this doesn't really work or something. I don't know. That's just my it's 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 it captures the movies are iconic in a way because they do capture a period. And you're like, that's uh, a double-edged sword, perhaps. But, uh, you know. All right. Well, now that we've all eaten our sugar and had some uh, wonderful tales of love lost, uh, Jerry, do you have anything to add for this minute or the whole movie in general? No, I mean, I, I'm, I, I am glad I revisited it. And, and I appreciate you guys asking me on. It was, it was, it was fun to do. And, and I... I I wasn't sure, like I saw it in the theater, and I wasn't sure what it would be like watching it again, and so I'm glad I did. And and the movie's got a lot of great scenes too, and a lot of and a lot of great lines. And uh, it is interesting how they deal with the characters and where it goes. I think it's actually I think it is a bold way to make the movie and conclude the movie too. It actually took a lot of a lot of guts <laughs> to have it play out the way it did. So it was interesting. Well, Chris, I'm sure you don't have anything else. <laughs> no. uh, good, good, good job. All right, Jerry, I want to tell people where they could find you. Sure, we do uh, what you guys are doing right here, talking about the Indiana Jones uh, movies. We do it a minute at a time, 
Uh, it's over at uh, IndianaJonesMinute.com and uh, all the places you find podcasts and that kind of thing. So it's 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 uh, you learn a lot of weird shit, or you know maybe even stuff you don't want to know, like uh, you know who your girlfriend was with, that type of stuff. <laughs> that stuff you should never ask. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't have asked about that. Yeah. <laughs> we are the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. We're on DoingGenre.com. Go check out our T Public page. You got to Google the Burb, uh, search the Burbs Minute. I would say Google for some reason there. You have to search the Burbs Minute to find it. Their search engine stinks. Uh, you got anything else, Chef? Uh, no. no.